So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 92 for February 19th, 2017. My name is Nathan Reaton Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Parallax Jerry Corcoran Abstraction. I really, really suck at Neo. Do you? You? I I went to go watch your stream, but it was it was down. I, I didn't see the tweet no. until like six hours later. No, I'll, I might be playing it again later, but yeah, man, that game's hard, yo. Is it? Is it hard? It's a good game, but yeah, it's. I mean, I heard it was actually harder than the Souls games, and I tend to agree at this point. I spent so, three and a half hours trying to get through the first level that allows you to actually summon a co-op partner. Oh wow! So that that being said, um, that you played Neo. Any other games that you played this week? I know you did a, a one of those retro flashbacks with a what was it? Chase. I did. Uh, no, Crime City, uh, Crime which City. is actually a, a spinoff from uh, technically a spinoff from the Chase HQ series, uh, but it, in that it has the same characters, but it has little else to do with it. Uh, yeah, I finally did a retro flashback again. I'm going to probably record another one. I'm off for work for the next four days, so I'm going to try to nice. record uh, a couple more of those, perhaps. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually surprised this video did as well as it did, because Crime City is a game. It, it's interesting. It's an arcade game that was so unpopular. Like This is back in the day when like every arcade game got, got a home version. This game was so unpopular back in the day that it never got a version anywhere else. It was only in the arcades. And how um, and how well is the video doing? Uh, what's well, it? Two hundred and twenty-seven views, which for my channel is pretty decent, especially for a game like I've had game videos do that well lately. But they're usually of either newer or more well-known stuff, not a really obscure arcade game. Yeah. Um. So I and, don't know and, why it's been you get so much some, traction, and but. you get some that get sixty thousand views in like a week. Well, I get one of those, <laughs> one ever, and that t- that was sixty thousand views in like a month. But it's still, yeah, it still did all right. I still actually got a payout thanks to that video. Yeah, it's too but, bad uh, that it's too bad that that wasn't like a uh, like the conversion rate for subscribers wasn't like ten percent. That would been nice. Oh boy, yeah, it would have been would have been all right because yeah, I'm at. I mean, I'm definitely getting more views per video now that I have more subs from that, but also. Uh, one thing that's helped me a lot is I've managed, because I've been a regular on that site for so long, uh, I actually email links to my new videos to the guy who runs bluesnews.com, which is an old school like PC gaming news aggregator. Yeah. Uh, and he actually puts those on there, and I always get like 80 views immediately whenever a video goes on his his site, which is kind of nice. That's pretty nice, yeah. Uh, but I've been I've been with that site since like, God, probably the late 90s, so the oh. he knows my name from his comments section, so... That makes when I sense. send him videos, he just posts them for me, which is cool. But yeah, Crime City is a game that I remembered fondly from my youth, and I probably should have kept it that way. It's not particularly good. Uh, I yeah. actually finished it in the the video's twenty two minutes, and I actually finished the whole thing unexpectedly. I watch, yeah, I watched the video, so, yeah, because yeah, I'm a so I good the whole friend. Thing. So uh, yeah, but yeah, I put that up. Um, uh, I've been playing Neo today, which has been good. I finally finished Dishonored 2, which I played. I finished up on stream over the course of the week. Uh, I'm actually s- streaming again on the regular now. Uh, I noticed. I got the very much improved Restream.io setup. I now stream to four different services at once and uh, works a jig. Uh, that Boy, has that service come a long way. Holy yeah, that, crap. 
Yeah, it's great, and like the delay is it's still two notice- seconds it's, on average. Yeah, it's still noticeable. Yeah, it's still notable yeah. noticeable thing. But again, yeah, like you know, Twitch has the fifteen second delay anyway, and so yep. they add like two to three seconds for restream. That's not bad at all. No, and uh, I found out a couple of things. Well, one, their Restream chat app has come so much farther than it was when I used to use it. It works super well now. And I actually asked them, uh, this is kind of a side tangent, but I actually, because they offered a, they offer a pro service right now that you can pay for, and you don't get much for it at the moment. It's like $7 um, a month or something. Yeah, and I was kind of like, eh, but it, it allows you to turn individual streams on and off without restarting your encoder, or premium support, you know, other stuff that I was kind of like, meh. But I emailed them and I said, hey, uh, you know what would be really cool if you can ever, ever do it is if you could make it so that because I'm partnered with YouTube, I can technically stream at 1080p 60 to YouTube and I have transcoding options, right? right. Whereas I don't with any of the other three right now. So I go at 720p 60 to those because it turns out, I guess you, with um, Beam, you used to be able to unlock transcoding with Sparks, but now you just have to be a partner like everybody else. Yeah, uh, which kind of sucks. Oh, they, the they don't let you don't do the really sparks. Get you much anymore? They no sparks. Oh, okay. You can only use for, to either interact with interactive streams or to unlock emojis. That's basically. Oh, okay. Because when any, anything else, you need to be a partner now. When I started, um, you could unlock transcoding with sparks. So I have the transcoding. Yeah, and I probably should have. <laughs> started using it way sooner, but that's my own fault. Well, you know, what I asked Restream is, I said, you know what would be really cool is if I could stream to your site at 1080p 60, but then I could have you transcode it down to 720p 60 for the non-partnered sites, but still pump 1080p 60 through to YouTube. And their guys actually wrote back and they're like, oh yeah, that's coming soon. I'm like, well, that's cool. Fucking A. <laughs> I'm like that's perfect. So yeah. I'm looking forward. I'm I, I'm going to start paying uh, paying them as soon as that happens because that would be that would be amazing. So the transcoding um, for Beam it works such at least from what I noticed because I only do 720p, uh, 30 frames a second because yeah. whatever my internet's not mm -hmm. that great and for some reason whenever I try to do 60 frames a second, um, something goes on with XSplit and OBS. Like I just it does not work well. And so oh. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. 30 frames a second. I'm not getting any viewers anyway. Whatever. And yeah. so uh, what it does, if you're streaming at 720p to Beam and you have transcoding options, it will lower it down to 480p. You can lower it down to that. But I'm not sure if you See, I can at... actually do that now. Okay. Um you can, you can, it looks like a built in feature. One of my buddies who was watching me play Dishonored said this. I guess um, anyone has the an option to downgrade to SD resolution. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But if I'm at, uh, but, but if you're at if 1080p, you want, say 1080, 720, and then 480, then you need to be like, I could do 1080 and 480 or 720 and 480. If you want to have one in the middle, you have to be partnered. Oh, okay. I got you. I got so, you. But yeah, so that's what I was looking forward to is I'm like, yeah, it'd be great if I can stream 1080p to the one service I am partnered with. And then later on, you know, at, if I manage to get enough of a viewer base that I could get partnered with another one, because um, Beam's partnership requirements are not crazy. Right. Um, I was like, you know, that'd be cool, too. So, yeah, it's, it's neat that they're doing that. But yeah, I'm really, really happy with how far that service has come. It's really nice to be able to stream to more than one place without my CPU catching fire. Yeah, when, so, I, uh, when I started Twitch... Um, 
the partnership was not it wasn't a huge deal like it was the same as what beam has now when mm-hmm. i first started twitch years ago but yeah. then they it's now they're now. yeah now it's like you have to have like 15,000 followers or 30,000 followers and at least 300 yeah. people in your room at once it's just it's ridiculous yeah it's it's never gonna happen yeah exactly um, so and i mean beam is my preferred service right now i'm trying to build a little bit of a community there before microsoft integrates it into the xbox one and windows 10 which is coming later this year it's awesome um, yeah, I think that's great. I think it's good that Beam will get more traction, but it will also get harder to get noticed there too. So I'm hoping yeah. to sort of build something up ahead of time and sort of have an in, which would be nice. But uh, And I'm streaming to Hitbox because it's there. It's an option. I might as well. Uh, but and I you can get paid for it. Think I've had a, I don't have a, think I've had a single viewer on Hitbox yet the entire week. Weird. So, I mean, you go to Hit Hitbox is a fucking wasteland. My God, you go there and like, not a wasteland in that there's nobody there. But if you go to Hitbox, there's like the top stream one night when I went there was some guy who had a webcam on himself was watching an illegal bootleg stream of some WWE event and like insulting his chat. So that was that was the top thing. He had like 300 viewers. He was just this douchebag sitting there watching WWE. And every time his chat said something to him going like, you're fucking stupid. I'm like, why is this a thing? So that was that was probably last Sunday. I would imagine he would have been streaming. Might have been legally streaming because uh, they do stream uh with if you have the WWE network for nine ninety nine a month. Sorry, I'm not. I, I should say it probably wasn't a bootleg stream. He was yeah. legally restreaming it. I'm right. sure. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but he was probably streaming. It was probably Elimination Chamber. I would imagine. Yeah, I just I couldn't. Be- and I'm like, this is what's popular here. I'm like, this is supposedly a gaming service, but whatever. So I I do it anyway. It costs me nothing. So I'm kind of like, hey, why the hell not? Yeah. Um. And I, I get a decent number of views on YouTube because it notifies my YouTube subs when I'm streaming too, which is nice. So I think so. I have a total of two followers on Hitbox, and I never I never streamed to it. I stopped. I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, as, lo- as long as I can do it with no overhead, I figure why not. But yeah, uh, yeah if, if it ever becomes difficult to do so, I'm not going to mind cutting that off. But Beam is kind of where I'm making my... Pr- I mean, I have... I created a little page on my blog that's uh, for when I go live, so I don't have to post like seven links to Twitter. And uh, I basically put my preferred order in there right now that people watch me on is Beam, YouTube, Twitch, and Hitbox in sort of in that yeah. order. But I tell people, you know, pick whatever poison you prefer, but that's kind of where I'd like people to go right now. And uh, I've had a couple of friends who never tried Beam before who have tried it out and are like, wow, this is a really nice site. And I'm like, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, if I if I could get to the point where I could get partnered on beam, I mm. would, I would prime. I would just go and stream on beam all the time. I wouldn't stream on any of the other services. Um, I really hope Microsoft integrating that into windows 10 and Xbox gets it some real traction because honestly, from a technological point of view, beam beats the living piss out of Twitch. Oh yeah. Like, their site is so much better. Their interface is so much slicker. Like Twitch has been resting on their laurels, laurels as a near monopoly for too long. And like their site is a pain in the ass to use. It's always been a pain in the ass. They still don't have fucking ingest servers in Canada for no goddamn reason. Beam does. So does Restream for that matter. They have servers in Toronto, but Twitch doesn't. Wow. Uh, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's just be nice for for there to be real competition in the space and, you know, sort of force each service to get better. Right. Um, 
but yeah, all that said, I mean, I streamed a bunch of Dishonor 2. I did a, uh, I beat the that playing Emily uh, on a low chaos run. Um, some of the best level design I've ever seen before uh, in that game. Incredible. Like people who design some of those levels live in the fourth dimension. It's, it's crazy. Oh yeah. Um, the, the writing and the voice acting were both pretty bad, which is a shame because they were pretty good. I thought in the first game, I don't mm. know what happened there. Um, but the gameplay was as good as ever. I actually started yesterday a, what I call a murder everyone run with Corvo. Um, I got to the third level, I think. I'm still going to finish that at some point. I did want to do a high chaos run with him. I think um, my favorite murder everyone run is in Overwatch, or not Overwatch, Undertale. Overwatch. Undertale. Oh, yes. Full genocide, yes. Yeah, that's, uh, I haven't actually played the game. I played like 10 minutes of it and turned it off, but watching other people play it, uh, full geni- genocide seems amazing. Cause yeah. like everything Gen- uh, undertale. So I, I beat undertale. I did like one sort of normal run of it and I, I never played it again, but that's a game that I actually, I, I didn't actually enjoy playing undertale that much, but I actually really enjoy seeing other people play it. I, you, I, it's, it's a game that I actually prefer to watch more than play myself. Have you watched Oroa's, uh, uh, Undertale gameplay. You should watch those. Uh, he's only had yeah. two. He only put out two of them. Okay. But like, and one was like four or five months ago, and then he put another one up like last week. So you know, he's his upload schedule is as good as mine. <laughs> and uh, hey, I put a podcast up every week at least. So yeah, you do so. So, but he, he uh, I honestly, I love watching Aroa play games. He is really good at doing voices. So he gives each of the characters their own unique voice. Um, and, oh, really? And, yeah, he's really good. Uh, oh, that sounds excellent. I actually. hate I, I hate to really give him compliments, that. but he's really good. Uh, uh, you know, some uh, sometimes you gotta. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I played the I played those, and uh, I played I've been playing some more Rainbow Six Siege with uh, my buddies from work. Still, right. uh, the first right. two operators from season two are out. Uh, I've not played them very much yet, but they seem cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I uh, played that. I played a little bit more For Honor in the open beta when that was out. Oh um, my god, that game's so good. I'm really nervous to pull the trigger on it because I still don't know if they fix the major like lag and host advantage problems on the PC with the netcode. I actually went to the, for- it was annoying, I went to the For Honor subreddit and posted a very polite, because uh, I knew I was in fanboy territory, I posted a very nice thing there saying, hey, uh, is, uh, you know, I had this concern about lag and host advantage in the beta, but I love the gameplay. Is it any better now? And no one said anything. <laughs> not a single thing? Not one response, not one upvote, not one downvote, nothing. So I'm kind of like, well, okay. I really enjoyed the gameplay, and actually my colleagues did too, because a bunch of us played it together uh, at our corporate LAN party one weekend, but... But we were all like, yeah, but if this lag and, and the host advantage, if there's too many situations where it feels like you you timed a block right and didn't because of the net code, we're going to hate it. And if the, if people can say confidently that that has largely been resolved, I will totally put the money down and buy it. But I just, I'm nervous. <laughs> right, right. If so. so I'm waiting for either A, the price to go down to $30, or B, yeah. somebody to play it with, because nobody I know has the game. So, uh, yeah, I might, uh, I, 
all my buddies from work are waiting for somebody to pull the trigger on it and say that it's good and then a bunch of, like five of them will probably jump on it yeah so i'm gonna do some more research on it i'm gonna go into maybe i'll post about it in rpc gaming instead of r for honor and see yeah. if i can get any information on it and if it, if it turns out it's good i may just suck it up and buy a cheaper key from games planet because i can get uh Games Planet, because they sell in British pounds, is actually makes games for Canadians pretty inexpensive. So, oh, good. Uh, I may buy... Uh, it's like the discount I used to get from Green Man Gaming, but now I, I can get it uh, because uh, Games Planet sells in the pound, and the pound is tanked because of Brexit. It actually uh, Yay. makes it a good deal for me. So maybe if, if, if I can get a reasonable confidence in it, I may I may suck it up and buy it. I also may be getting a huge tax refund next month. So what, if I know that that's going to happen, I may just say screw it. Yeah. But anyway, that's everything. That's I've everything already got. I've week. already got I all my taxes have back. Zero on the PS4, but I haven't even started that yet. Oh yeah. So uh, let's go into what I played. <laughs> we've only mm -hmm. spent we've only spent 17 minutes talking about what you played. It's whatever. Yeah, you know. <laughs> So I played uh, some Lost Odyssey. Well, but to be fair, a lot of that was talking about streaming services. Right. So I played Lost <laughs> Odyssey. Um, I actually, mm -hmm. so I joined back with the old site that I used to be back with. I used to be with, uh, Lucifer.com. Oh. And okay. I am now their streaming editor. And so ah. uh, three days a week, I stream on the Lucifer.com Twitch. And so okay. I decided, I, uh, first I was just playing, you know, random games every day. Uh, but then I just decided, okay, I'm streaming three days a week for at least an hour a day. So I'm just going to start, uh, Lost Odyssey. So, and that's, that, that was the 360 game. Yes. Yeah. And it's on the Xbox one with backwards compatibility now. Therefore, so they, they had the backwards compatibility. They said, okay, Lost Odyssey is backwards compatible. And so I went and I bought Lost Odyssey off eBay for about 15 bucks altogether. Huh. Which, not bad, not bad. Then, no. about a month or so later, they decided that they were going to release it on the Xbox One arcade thing or whatever it is, so you can download it. Oh, it's just on, like, the store? Yeah, it's on the store now, and you can download it. Here's the huh. funny thing. They released both Lost Odyssey and uh, Blue Dragon on that store. Oh. And okay. uh, they made Lost Odyssey free as long as you downloaded it within like a week or two. It was free. And so now uh, I have two copies. That's when I downloaded it because I did download a free copy of Lost Odyssey, but I maybe thought that was from Games with Gold or something. Okay. Nope, nope. It was it was free just to anyone, really. So Interesting. And then I, I bought Blue Dragon. I just haven't started that up yet. So I've been playing through Lost mm -hmm. Odyssey. That was fun. Uh, I played through... Uh, some of the the For Honor open beta when that was out, mm -hmm. I think that might have been over a week ago. But I, 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 I do want to get the game and make like one of those silly like from like a decade ago when everyone was doing the montage videos. I want to mm. do a how to kill or how to how to win at For Honor, and it'll just be me throwing people off ledges because that's really <laughs> my only tactic. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it works. Yeah, uh, there was a guy I was dueling, and, you know, he would be, I think he was technically better than me, but I won because I would just like, oh, guard break, and cheap, and just throw him off the edge. So, yeah. it was it was good. It was good times, and that's what I kind of aim for, is to just throw people off the ledge, because you can e e either fight for honor, and fight honorably, 
or you can throw them off the ledge and it fixes it really quick. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that was fun. Uh, I also did something sporadic last night because I did get, I got, last week I got a $314 check that was unexpected. That's always cool. Yeah. So I refinanced my car about a month or so ago. Uh, got 1.22% on it. Yeah. Or 1.99%. Sorry. So wow. not bad. That's and, definitely better than I'm getting. Yeah. So 1.99% on that. But the, I forgot that they had canceled the gap insurance from my previous financing company. And so okay. when they canceled the gap insurance, they sent me a check for like the, the balance of it or something. And so okay. that was an extra $314. Plus I got my tax return yesterday my state tax return which was about 326 dollars and so i bought a playstation 4 sweet uh yeah and i fucking hate the playstation 4 controller oh really i i i tried playing i I prefer the xbox one one myself but yeah i I generally like the dualshock 4 i i don't like the way the analog sticks are i don't like where they're located i've never have um oh yeah because you're yeah right because they're not uh they're not on the offset angle i guess yeah uh i don't like the fucking trackpad yeah that's kind of pointless they never really made use of that (laughs) right i don't like where the option and share buttons are yeah like i the the i will say that the the d-pad and the um you know the actual interface buttons are good and the the mm-hmm. the analog like the the triggers are okay, but like mm-hmm. all that stuff in the center, I hate. And I I yeah yeah I tried playing some Call of Duty with it, and I can't do it. Like I just it's so weird. It's so weird feeling going from the Xbox controller to the DualShock Four controller. I don't like it. I don't. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll start liking it in the future, but for right now, I just I want to throw it against the wall and get an Xbox controller. Yeah, I mean, I I still prefer the Xbox One controller, but partially because it it you know it seamlessly works with PC without needing you don't need to basically hack in support for it, which you still do with the DualShock at least on a lot of things. Uh, so I prefer that. Um, you know, I like the fact that uh, I, 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 the Xbox controller is a little bigger. So, you know, I do um, have massive know, I do hands like the fact. Yeah, I have large hands. I, st- I still use this fine, but it's definitely bigger uh, than um, uh, than the, this one, which I prefer. And the rumble, the, the actual rumble feedback on the um, uh, contr- uh, triggers itself for the few games that use it, like Forza and stuff like that is nice. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I, I compared to the, the DualShock. Compared to the like, well, every Dual Shock up to this one, I think it's a big improvement because the the previous ones were so friggin' tiny. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. I but, uh, uh, but, but yeah, yeah I don't... no, yeah, I, I can appreciate that. Controllers are a very subjective thing. So yeah, so uh, I got uh, I got the white PlayStation Four, which is nice. Ah. Uh, it was two hundred fifty dollars or two hundred forty nine dollars even, and then uh, I got. It came with Infinite Warfare and Modern Warfare. Okay. So that's nice, but uh, I'm I've kind of grown tired of Call of Duty games. And then uh yeah. and then I also already had uh Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. And so Okay. That's a that's a pretty good game, which right now it's only ten dollars at GameStop. Wow. So 
I, if you have if you like RPGs and you like uh, kind of Pokemon RPGs, if for ten dollars, I definitely recommend picking it up. So yeah, I I don't know. I think that's only through this weekend, but I'm I might be wrong. Uh, but online, actually, you can order it um, at GameStop.com for ten dollars right now. If I don't know if it's only in America, but okay. whatever. Yeah, I I still want to play the campaign for Infinite Warfare at some point because I I play basically like I, I ever I I've played literally every Call of Duty campaign and I still like to just because I kind of like to see how absurd they've gotten. Uh, so I I will still play through it at some point. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, not there. Not, yeah. the, not I, I'm going to get it one of these days, but I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. So let's yeah. let's move on to some stories. And uh, our first mm-hmm. story is about hating Jews. So that's good. <sighs> we have to talk about PewDiePie. We have to talk about this. Yes, I don't do. like I don't like it. Uh, nope. So so let's let's break down the story. And of course, I'm going to clear up some stuff that people have been. that They've been misrepresenting in the news, which which happens. It's fake news. <laughs> anyway fake news fake news so disney fake. disney has dropped pewdiepie over anti-semitic jokes now disney has a long running history of trying to keep basically religion or anything like that out of any media that they have um yeah. so we should say as well disney so technically he was dropped by maker studios which is the multi-channel network he was partnered with but they are owned by they were bought by disney a few years back so that's kind of where all that came sense. from so just a, in, a, just a, yeah. in a couple of its videos the reason why that he was dropped was because in a couple of his videos he had uh people one was says death to all jews and the other one said uh hitler hitler was right follow uh, Something cur- like that. Yeah, fall- and then it follows somebody else who makes anti-Semitic jokes all the time. But, yeah, ba- basically it was. Uh, I mean, it was done as very edgy satire, like not yeah. not something he actually believes. But he pushed the envelope pretty hard. So, so here's my thing, and a lot of people are. Uh, I've no, I've seen people on on both sides. So I've seen people who are like, oh yeah, Disney. Yeah, they should have got ban- banned him because he's an anti-Semite. And then I've seen the other side. Where it's like, oh well, they shouldn't have done anything. It was just, it was just satire, and and I'm kind of in the middle. I understand that yes, it was just satire, um, because he was he was making fun of somebody else who makes anti-Semitic jokes all the time. Correct. And but on the other hand, Disney has the right to hire and fire whoever they want from Maker Studio. Yes. So. I'm more on the side of Disney on this one because Disney, they need to protect their brand. And if there's somebody who is getting money from them, whether it be directly or indirectly through Maker Studio, then they should protect their brand and say, hey, sorry, we're going to get rid of you for now. And mm. I, PewDiePie has 50 million subscribers. Like... I am. Oh, he doesn't need ma- na- maker needed him more than he needs them. Oh yeah. So you know yeah. he. Now made- the, the other thing we should say as well is that in addition to that, I don't know how popular this thing actually was, but he was doing a show uh, called Scare PewDiePie that was a YouTube Red exclusive show. YouTube has also canceled that. Yes, that was canceled as well. Um, again, I'm with. I never watched it. I'm presuming it was awful. Nope. <laughs> so I, mean, I don't I don't have YouTube Red because we can't get YouTube Red in Canada. But also, yeah, I have zero interest in really? watching anything in, involving him. Nope, we can't get YouTube Red in Canada. 
Wow. No, I don't know why. I'd love to tell you, but nope. Well, that's weird. No YouTube Red in Canada. <laughs> so what are your thoughts of this? What What do you think about so, PewDiePie getting fired? Do you think it, do you lean on more to the side of Disney or more on the side of PewDiePie? I lean more, well, okay. So I, as, as usual, I'm somewhat in the middle on things like this, but basically I, I ended up having a little bit, the thing that has pissed me off about this is not so much what he did or what Disney did as bunch of what a bunch of other outrage happy people have done. So basically, I agree with you. It's Disney has every right to to dump him if they want. Like you can agree with whether or not they should have, but my opinion is the same as yours, which is just that it's their it's their company. They have a family friendly brand to protect, you know, it's it's up to them. The thing that bugs me about it was the fact that um, he'd been doing this since like apparently last summer. And the only reason Disney did a thing about it was because the Wall Street Journal wrote an article about it recently, which got all the outrage press all riled up. And then they were like, oh, well, we don't support this at all, which to me sounds pretty hollow because it strikes me like yeah we didn't care until someone pointed it out to us and it started yeah. to hurt us and then all of a sudden we didn't care that seems pretty fucking spineless if you ask me yeah that makes but, sense uh, that's also a very corporate response so what do you expect um and the thing is like i this is what i said on the giant bomb forums i've never liked pewdiepie apparently in real life he's actually a pretty good dude oh yeah I yeah can't stand his persona i can't stand his content I can't stand the fact that he prides himself on being an edgelord and doing stuff like satirical anti-Semitic humor when his audience is principally young kids. Uh, I don't really think that's appropriate, but, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I, I hate the fact that channels like yours and mine that are based around not acting like morons are struggle to find growth while he is literally the biggest channel on YouTube. Yeah. But all of that said, you know, all of that said, uh, yeah, I don't like I, the thing that, that got me upset about this is the is the fact that, as usual, the, you know, once the Wall Street Journal picked up on this, a whole bunch of shitty journalists saw an opportunity um, to get easy clicks by tearing down someone who's more successful than them and in no small part that they are very jealous of because I guarantee you there's a lot of journalists out there working for peanuts who are very jealous that this guy who acts like an idiot on YouTube makes a rumored $15 million a year. Yeah. And that's, um, a, I mean, that's a thing about PewDiePie is yeah, I don't, I don't like his stuff. I don't like, like a lot of his humor and stuff like that, but it, they were very biased to just be against him and and the reporting that yeah. they did was the smallest amount of reporting that they could have done where they yeah. said they it didn't it was embarrassing it wasn't objective it wasn't objective reporting which is it's a yeah. problem when it comes to like there's there's a lot of reporters that are very objective when it comes to politics or like you know shootings or anything like that but when it comes to video games and youtube and anything Plus like that celebrities uh celebrities celebrities um they get very very well i'm i'm wanting to say video games in that too because they're very biased against video games a lot of the time yes and they are. so when you look at when you read an article like that i would say go somewhere else and be like let's let's do some more of our own research which you should do anyway 
but yes. uh, yeah, they they just kind of beat him down, and I. I, again, I don't the, like the him. The fact but... is, they're they're doing this because it's a it's a guy. Like I said, it's a guy who's more successful than they are, and you know these people love to tear down, love to tear down popular people because it gets them attention, and you yeah. know clicks through controversy is what these people want. The fact is, they don't like. I don't think most of these people believe he's anti-Semitic. Like, there's articles out there of people saying that he owes an apology to the Jewish community and that like he's encouraging a new breed of neo-Nazism. Nobody who watches his videos is becoming a fucking neo-Nazi. No, like, fucking come on. Not and because this is it, what I ended up. Yeah, that's that's sorry. what you ended up talking to that guy about. Is what you're. Yeah, I, so I ended up talking with 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 I'll say it with Vinny Caravella from the giant bon, uh, the giant beast cast uh, because he made a comment on the beast cast that I interpreted as because Vinny has Jewish family, and he was clearly very bothered by this and he made statements that made it sound like he was demanding like almost that he was personally demanding an apology from PewDiePie. It turns out I misunderstood him. So that's the, that's the agreement we came to. Yeah. What he was more addressing was the fact, and I can agree with this is PewDiePie did an apology video. That was very much one of those non-apology apologies. It was where he said, I'm sorry, but also you're overreacting and you people are trying to tear me down and the media is corrupt, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I agree with him that I think that's bullshit. If you believe you're right, then don't apologize. Say, right. no, I was right. You're wrong. Fuck off. Don't come out and say you're sorry, but don't mean it. Like, that does make you look like an asshole. See, I will say, and, if, if I if I offend somebody with a joke that I made, I'm like, I'm not sorry that I made the joke, but I'm sorry that I offended you with the joke. Because and the problem is, a lot of the people who live on outrage these days very much think that's almost more of an insult like the, the the whole i'm sorry you were offended thing they go well that you know they acting as if that's you being a bigger asshole and i'm like no that's accurate i'm not going to apologize for a joke because one person was offended offense yeah. is taken not given well and, and you know if you took offense that's on you not anyone else well and if you watch the the videos um apparently what he did was he went to fiber which i've used before and uh he went to Fiverr and basically just wanted to see what he could do, get people to like say oh, for five dollars. Sorry, okay. Uh, okay. What, what sorry, did you I think you I said, said? Fiverr, which is like the uh, the IM platform. Fiverr, yes, I've used Fiverr before. Actually, yeah. I had one of my old YouTube outro jingles made by someone on Fiverr. Ex exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, so. Uh, he went there and had people. That's the the people that hold up the signs are people who worked there and they live in a different country and he just. Gave them five dollars or ten dollars or whatever, and they made these silly videos, uh, yeah. and they probably didn't even know what they were saying. Really, like I, I hate to say yeah. it, but they might have. But I mean, five dollars is five dollars, so yeah, and, uh, and well, yeah, maybe. And I like I, that's the thing. Like I said, I don't like, like my opinion on it is I don't like the guy. I think this was a stupid stunt that he did. Yeah, um, I think he had every right to do it. I'm never going to say he didn't have a right to do it. Uh, I, I think it was stupid. I think he, you know, I don't like that he did that for the same reason that I don't like most of his content. I think that's a very irresponsible thing to do when your audience is young, primarily young children. But at the same time, you know, again, if you believe it and you believe you were right, then come out and say that. Don't give a half-hearted apology and then say, but just go, no, you people are oversensitive. I, you know, you're overreacting, fucking deal with it. And it, that, that's what bothered me is the sort of, he tried to balance both sides of the fence and he couldn't, and he didn't do it. 
Um, okay. Yeah, I, like I said, he he's going to do just fine. He doesn't need Maker to to make good money. He, I guarantee you, right now, every other MCN is tripping over themselves to try to sign him. Oh, I bet. Yeah, uh, I'm know, thinking. I'm thinking it'll be fine. Like, oh yeah, he's going to do. He's he's going to do just. He's going to do just fine. So. Uh, yeah, I, I think, but yeah, I, I I think it was dumb, but I think it was dumb for the same reason I generally think he's dumb. Uh, yeah. But I will say one thing, you know, for the dumb shit that this guy does, you should look at how many millions of dollars this guy has raised for various charities over oh, the years, yeah. a hell of a lot more than any of these journalists have done. And it's funny that they never had anything to say about that, only when he made a couple of off-color jokes. Yeah. It says so, a lot, I think, about so I just, people. I just added a new story on the fly because I just saw yeah. it. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna switch over, we're gonna switch over, um, so, there's been a lot of talk lately, especially with, uh, Trump's picks for his cabinet, which we're not gonna go into if they're good or bad, but, uh, Mm -hmm. one of his picks for cabinet, uh, was really, really leaned towards, and he wants to, in the future, go towards full automation, which Mm -hmm. means, you know, we, you have no employees, you just have robots doing everything, which is good for a on a business level but it's bad on a you know having people having jobs level and so yes bill gates idea is that you have a higher tax rate if you're fully automated so what it says is that uh for microsoft co-founder bill gates the answer is straightforward tax the robots uh Gates argues that taxing or tax the robots owners more. Yeah, accurately. yeah, yeah. Gates argues that taxing worker robots would offset job losses by fun- funding training for positions where humans are still needed, such as child and senior care. It could even slow automation to a more manageable rate if necessary. So I, I don't like. I wanted to talk about this because it, it's it's a big deal, especially where where I work too. Is that my my CEO? wants to take and not fully automate everything but he you know he doesn't like having you know 10 people making the parts he would want one thing one machine making the part while the basically the people are there to just test things or weld things together so what do you think about this? This is this is pretty interesting thing coming from Bill Gates because Bill Gates I I tend to agree with Bill Gates when it comes to these things. Yeah, I mean Bill Gates is a almost terrifyingly brilliant person, so like he knows, yeah, he he knows shit. Um the uh, yeah, I I will say this. I, I get where he's coming from. You're going to need a Bernie Sanders level leftist in the U.S. government for that to ever happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so I don't know if we're, you know, God, God willing, if Trump keeps crashing and burning the way he is, maybe they'll actually swing around to that kind of thing down there eventually. We're not allowed. But we're I, not. I, we're yeah. trying not to judge him on our podcast and the terrible, terrible I, decisions I, I, he makes. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. <laughs> that's all I'll say. But yeah, I think. Uh, it's an interesting thought. I mean, especially since, you know, a lot of people are thinking that the only that the real ultimate solution to mass automation is going to have to be a universal basic income. Would it be um, a would it be a fu- final you have solution? To fund that somehow. Would it would yeah, it potentially you be a fund fun- that somehow? So maybe taxing the robots would be a would be a way to do it because frankly, 
I would think from a business perspective, the the savings that these businesses probably expect to get by, you know, ultimately eliminating most salaries, even if you taxed it at a fairly high level, the savings to them would probably still be substantial over paying humans. So at the end of the day, even if it was higher taxed, it would probably save the businesses a lot of money. But if it's also possible to, you know, make it vi- make a universal basic income viable, then maybe that is a valid offset. I just I think the political reality of that will be that's going to be a hard one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I understand that because I mean, have trying to get any money out of uh, corporations is is a pain in the ass. And I'm sure they yeah, so it is. They would try to find ways to weasel out of that, but uh, no. I think a universal a universal basic income is most likely the way that we're going to have to go in the future because eventually I don't know how else you're going to do it. Yeah, eventually honestly. everything's going to be automated. There's going to be a few. There's going to be jobs for humans, but they're not going to be like they're looking to make it so that like McDonald's is fully automated. And they're what, already testing that up yeah. in Canada here. They have uh, automated terminals that you can use to do your order. They fucking suck, but they're yeah. nonetheless, they're testing them. Well, but, but think about that. How many people for their first jobs work at McDonald's or, uh, Arctic circle yeah. or dairy queen or burger King, uh, all these service jobs that won't be there anymore. The bottom layer will not be there anymore. Yeah. I mean, um, so it's funny because, uh, you pump your own gas, right? Yes. I have never pumped gas. Never. Uh, uh, the, the whole idea of what they call full service gas, uh, basically, it used to be a thing in Canada. It basically doesn't exist anymore. Well, exactly. Exactly. So what yeah. happened was that at a certain point, I think it would have been like the 60s or 70s. Don't tell. Don't don't like take my word for it, because obviously I've, I don't actually know. But mm-hmm. All the United States did that. Basically, they wanted to say, okay, we need to save money. Uh, So I think in the gas stations uh, went and were like, yeah, we're going to make it so that we're going to change the laws in the states that we don't have to have full service gas stations. People have to pump their own gas. Mm -hmm. And Oregon and New Jersey... Both of which. Oh, the, is it required there? I knew it was required in New Jersey. It's required in Oregon too that you someone has to do it for you. Yeah, it is. It is illegal oh, no for it is illegal for me to get out of my car and pump my own gas. So I've never pumped my own gas. Ha! Um, and you know how much money they saved? The other states have really saved from not having those jobs. Probably not much. Yeah, jack shit. Like they. Yeah. It it <laughs> it doesn't actually do anything to get rid of those jobs and make humans do it so Mm -hmm. uh going fully automated i could see a gas a gas station going fully automated um Mm -hmm. like it would take a long time and it take a lot of sensors but i could see them like oh you just go up and you slide your card and uh you put and either they do like they want to do with the tesla where it just like automatically goes in and starts filling it up or you know there's no one working there and you just you know, slide your card yep. and get the gas. And yeah, and it, away you go. And they don't even have to have a single clerk there. Yeah. Yeah. And I could, uh, I could yeah. definitely see that. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it might actually be beneficial because uh, you're going to have less robberies that way. 
I I experienced uh, my friend works at a gas station and we were talking on the phone. I mentioned this at I think the last podcast that my friend was robbed while I was talking on the phone with her. <laughs> yep. So like not a not a gas and dash, but like a like an actual like yeah like robbery. He came in with oh, a fuck. with a crowbar and took the money Holy out of shit. the till. <laughs> yep, took all the money out of the till. Took all the lotto like the like a roll of uh, scratch it tickets for lottery and then a single pack of cigarettes which is what i don't get because if i'm stealing something i'm stealing like i'd be like a car i only want one yeah so i was talking like i was on the phone and i heard him say oh i want a pack of cigarettes too and i was like a single pack like seriously (laughs) dude you could sell that shit like you're, you're robbing the place get a carton come on yeah, I, that's funny. But she, yeah, she's, no, and th- that's the thing. I mean, they're gonna have to come up with some. They're gonna have to come up with some kind of 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 solution to this. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what it's gonna be, but it's yeah, like it's it's coming up. It's coming up so fast. Like the the need to figure this shit out. And uh, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, one of the reasons I ha- and when I first talked to my girlfriend about this, she kind of looked at me funny but because she's not following this as much as i am but like one of the reasons i'm really not that keen on having children is i really have concerns about what the future is going to hold in a world that is fully automated and until we figure that out i'm a little nervous about adding to a population that may you know a population that at least with young people is already having a hard time finding work well yeah i mean you know i kind of don't want to pile on to that you know <laughs> and, and trying to get it in trying to to beat it into people's heads that millennials do have it at worse than the generations before us is they so difficult do. because i'm the tail end of the generation before millennials like i am basically the last like one of the last people born in generation x and yeah, yeah i look at millennials and go you poor fucks like <laughs> well like yeah because okay so I was talking to somebody at at my work, and technically speaking, and and he's part of the older generation. He's 50 or 60, I think. And, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, he he said something about people my age and don't want to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You'd be more lazy. Yeah. And I was like, no. Like, look at it this way. We have it worse than you. Housing prices are way higher. And this isn't just like they're way higher by inflation. They are way higher if you Period. account for inflation. Like houses should be cheaper than what they were. Uh, so housing prices. Well, I mean, are you way- want to ta- you want to talk about millennial problems? Housing prices are through housing prices are through the roof. Wages are stagnant. Wages are not keeping up with inflation, and especially not with corporate profits. You know, or healthcare or pr- is sub- substantially more expensive. Food is more expensive. Yeah. Driving is more expensive. Like everything and- is more expensive than inflation, except wages. Yeah, <laughs> and we have um, we make. If you account, if you look at like, let's say, in 1980, um, and then you take the average pay and in, inflate it to what it would be today, we are making 20 percent less than what the people were making back then. So, mm-hmm. like, yes, we have it worse. And like, look at me; I am the perfect example. You know, when I graduated high school, well, we got my GED, 2005. Mm-hmm. Go to college for two years, go to college for four years. What happens in 2007? The economy crashes. 
So we yeah. had to deal with the economy crashing, having zero jobs available to us. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and then, I, so I agree with you, like bringing somebody up right now would be awful. Um, hopefully things, hopefully things get better in the next 20 years, but I have no idea. And so, and especially with the way that things are going where, um, I, I foresee a bubble is going to pop, um, again with yep. the housing market because houses are going up in the last year housing in Prineville, Oregon, which is where I used to live has gone. Mm-hmm. The rents has gone up 40%. Which is yeah. outrageous, and so there is a bubble, and it mu- it's going to burst just like it did in two thousand seven, uh, yep. and, and especially with the way that things are going with um, deregulating banks and all that jazz. So yeah, I mean, anyway, it's, and it's that, awful. Yeah, that that's the thing. I mean, it's yeah, and it's it, I'm very curious to see what happens with automation because the thing is, the the one thing that no one's talked about that I've said about automation and this is something that they're going to that's either going to require them to do the universal basic income or figure something else out is there's one little component here that a lot of people don't seem to be talking about which is that if you automate away all the jobs who's going to buy the shit these companies are making yeah exactly so there has to be the other problem if you automate away so many jobs that there's no employment base left there's no money for people to buy your shit with you know and that's the problem so Speaking of bubbles, you know, if you if you automate too much too fast, you might literally automate your way out of a customer base. <laughs> yeah, that would be and that would be bad. And that that defeats the whole purpose. Right. And right. I've never heard anyone really talk about that. But I'm going to be like, you know, a lot of these companies that are talking about fully automating are companies like electronics manufacturers, car manufacturers, you know, yeah. other things like that. And they're not the only ones. But who's going to buy the next iPhone or, you know, the next BMW if no one has a, has a job. <laughs> yeah. It, it doesn't you make know? much sense. So we have to have something. Uh, I know Australia. Th- has this a- is why I said this terrifies me because yeah. it's quite a, it's, it's a weird balance, but who knows where it's going to go. I mean, so, it's, it's, it's all pie in the sky at this point. So Australia has a universal basic income, I believe. Uh, they're testing one in a part of it. I think they're okay. actually testing it in a few uh, small towns in Canada too. Oh, uh, where um, what towns? And can to I anyway. be? What towns and can I be a citizen? Yeah, well, there. The, funny enough, there was a town uh, just outside of Ottawa called Smiths Falls, actually, which is a town that used to have a, it was an it was an industry town. It actually used to have a massive Hershey factory at it uh, that they moved that they shut down and moved a number of years ago. Uh, funny enough, that factory is now owned by a medical pot company. Nice. Um, but, but that company is not employing nearly as many people as the Hershey factory was, at least not yet. So the that town has had its economy kind of devastated as a result of that. And they were proposing uh, the federal government here wants to test its federal provincial government. I can't remember, but they wanted to test a, a universal basic income. And funny enough, there was a huge debate in this town because a large number of people from the city council, mostly old people, were all kind of like, we don't need this. People need to find jobs. And I was like, you fucking, you just, mm, you don't get it. No, the, the and, problem is uh, there are no jobs to find and the jobs that they well, are the offering. Thing, there's no jobs. And yes, you're an old person sitting in a cushy city council job who's going to be dead in a decade. You don't have to worry about this shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and you know? the problem with the, the jobs and yes, the job market has been coming back to the United States and I believe Canada. 
Um, so the job, the market's getting better. But yeah, our economy didn't recover nearly as quickly as yours did, but it is slowly. But here's the problem: All, a lot of the jobs that they have been offering are low-paying jobs, because the the yeah. companies, the corporations, have seen that oh, we're making record profits, but you know the unemployment rate is so high, we can hire whoever we want, and so mm-hmm. we can pay them instead of paying them fifteen dollars an hour, we can pay them ten dollars an hour, and they'll take the job because they need it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we need uh, – we're getting way too into this. But we also need – if we're not going to have a universal – if we're not going to have universal basic in- income, we need to have a, a higher minimum wage. The The minimum wage in, in federally in the United States is $7 and I want to say 45 cents, something like that. Like it's it's not very high. And mm-hmm. uh, if we if you account for inflation, it would be like – $12 if you account for productivity it would be like $25 <laughs> like, oh yeah productivity has gone through the I, I listened to I think it was either the economist podcast or Freakonomics radio recently where they talked about just how much productivity has gone up relative to wages and it's fucking insane it's, it's terrible and and yeah and health prices health insurance and this isn't to blame this isn't blaming Obamacare but health prices have health insurance has gone up drastically but that was happening even before obamacare came about like obamacare obamacare there was a little bit of a spike with uh insurance premiums but if you look at the graph it's pretty much a straight line up like it yes it is it hasn't gone down when you have assholes like shkreli and these other guys who are jacking the price of medication too that has its own fucking okay okay we need to we need to stop this conversation but i want to i want to leave on this one note there was a medication that uh treats a rare form of muscular dystrophy okay in canada Mm -hmm. i could go to canada and get that drug for a thousand dollars a year maybe twelve hundred dollars a year something like that still a lot of money but you know a hundred bucks a month and it's going to help me have a better life if i have this rare form of muscular dystrophy Mm -hmm. Guess mm-hmm. what it is in uh, in uh, the United States now? Oh, I can only I think I think I heard this, but it's 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 berserk. Eighty nine thousand dollars a year. There it is. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, and it used to be twelve hundred dollars a year. Here they have they they have an exclusive contract to be able to make these this type of drug for seven yep. years. And of course, yep. if you have if you have like a uh, insurance like M- Medicaid or whatever, it will negate the majority of the cost. But let's say you don't have insurance, but if someone's paying for that. <laughs> yeah, someone is. Uh, someone so, is, and by, by extension, someone else is down. You know, shit flows downhill. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no. trickle down, yeah. trickle down economics means we get pissed on. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's move on to uh, Facebook. Our uh, favorite company to talk about. Another thing that won't make us angry at all. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, <laughs> so, actually, this this doesn't make me at, that angry. Um, Facebook is looking to take on a deal with, uh, take on YouTube with a record deal. Uh, basically, that will allow people to use copyrighted music in their videos. Uh, this doesn't really. Yeah, this actually is kind of cool. Yeah, this doesn't really piss me off. Basically, YouTube's been trying for a while to compete with YouTube, and allowing people to upload their own videos and 
it doesn't really work they're, out. They're it's, testing. They're dipping their toes in the monetization water. It's not. I think of. it's a bad idea. I think that they should. If I were Facebook, if I were in charge, I mm. would make. Because right now it's it's you just have your friends' feeds and stuff that you see. I, I would, assume I don't use Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would make like a Facebook video page or a Facebook vi- not not page but like kind of well, like a, a separate f- site like a video.facebook.com or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you could access it you just like press a little thing and it takes you to Facebook yeah, it's video. like its own separate it's like its own siloed area kind of thing. Yeah. And then yeah. you can upload videos either like let's say you upload videos to your feed uh, and let people see those and those would not be monetized but you could go to this other area um, and upload videos there and that would be like premium content type thing like the stuff that you want mm-hmm. to like the world to see uh, mm-hmm. and that's what I would I would lean forward I'm not sure that's what they're going to do because they're stupid but they are looking mm-hmm. to sign a record label um, do you know who it is that they're looking to sign uh, with? I don't. Let me let did the, uh, let me see if the article says here. Uh, yeah. It is. Uh, uh, Bloomberg reports. Uh, no, it's just, they. Okay, so they they have not. They do not have an agreement yet. They have been meeting with various record labels to try to come up with one. Okay, and uh, yeah. So I mean, it, it, I don't know record labels at all. So it really would depend on which record label they were able to sign with to, to see what copyright. It looks music like they might be get. trying to come up with like a rather than signing with one label, it looks like they might be trying to get several on board at once. That would be good. Um, That'd be good. Yeah, it, it would be very cool for that. To be honest with you, I'm kind of surprised YouTube has not had much success with this because YouTube and the record industry work very closely together now. Like the entirety of like the Vivo channel network on YouTube is literally official channels from labels that are, have monetized playbacks for the, the labels. Right. And like YouTube music exists, which was done in partnership with the industry. I'm kind of surprised YouTube didn't do this first. Cause they kind of have an in with the industry already, but you would um, think so, but they, but may, or maybe they, I mean, I can't, who knows, maybe they tried and they couldn't do it. Maybe the way Facebook is planning to do this is in a way that's more appealing to the industry. Who knows? Yeah. And, and I would imagine that. Um, so it says the move could have ramifications for YouTube where music videos are one of the, the most popular types of content. The music industry likes to complain that the Google owned site doesn't pay them enough royalties, even though they were handed over $1 billion to artists and labels last year. So, and I believe YouTube ad rev is still better than the average per play with Spotify. Yeah, it so, is. Uh, yeah, so that's that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, I, the problem is the label, the music industry is still an industry of people who want to sell you like who want to sell you entire albums for ten dollars a shot instead of you know letting you stream songs for a fraction of a cent like they they they're doing this because they they have to not because they want to right and so you know if they're trying to work out with these these record labels like to to get the copyrighted music approved then Mm. they and they complain about google and google gives them over a billion dollars a year what would they how much would it cost for facebook to do this yeah, I mean, I wonder if 
Facebook's just going to pay some huge amount to these labels every year, or if it's like every time somebody uses a copyrighted song in a Facebook video, Facebook would have to pay a you know a certain negotiated fee up front. I, I'm very I, curious I, how I, it would work. I think too. it would be a standard like we'll give you because my God, if if they're complaining about a billion dollars a year, yeah. how I mean, much would they have to pay to do that? Monolithic no. industry yeah. that's not necessarily that much, but. Still, it's it's yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm very curious what's going to be. I mean, I, I assume, I mean, being for the record industry with the archaic thinking that they still operate under and the the money that they expect, I I imagine Facebook is gonna is gonna still yeah. Facebook's gonna have to shell out a ton of money to make this a viable thing, right? Um, you know, I'm sure it's. Uh, I mean, it would be interesting. I still can't stand Facebook. I have no desire to sign up to it or use its video service. You but don't want to be it's, my friend? It's a cool option. I mean, if this could inspire YouTube to try to make their own deal, then that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I... Interesting because I, I was talking to a, a girl recently who works at um, my work is doing uh, is partnered with a local nonprofit who's one of our clients to do a charity event. And I was talking to their sort of social media manager there. She might want me to do some video work for them. And uh, I was talking to her about the copyright thing because she she actually has her own YouTube channel where she does like Zumba fitness videos. It's oh, like yeah, her yeah. own hobby channel. Yeah. Um, and she said, I do this as a hobby. She's like, I don't make money on it. But she said it's a real pain because she's like, because she does it because there's Zumba videos. She does it to real music. Right. And right. She's like literally every video I've ever put up has been copyright claimed. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not surprised. And, and, uh, and is there a way because I know with Twitch, if you fight the Twitch one, then you will be able to uh, like get the music put back in. Uh, yeah, cause... well, and what the problem is, is because her videos are literally her doing the Zumba dances to the music in the background where the music is the only thing you hear. Yeah. So, like, that's been the problem, right? Like, when I, I've, I've had videos that have been copyright claimed for music before, and I've been able to fight them going, listen, I'm talking over it. There's gameplay audio over it. You can't use my video to steal the song. It's impossible. And they go, oh, yeah. In her case, it's absolutely possible to do that because the, the music is the only audio asset in the, the video. Yeah. Um, so she asked, is there any way I can deal with this? And I said, well, I said, you can fight the copyright claim and basically hope it goes past the 30 days. But I said, if you're using major label music, and she is because she Zumba is done to pop music. So I'm like, if you're using major label music, you know, they're probably going to come back and say, nah. And I said, if they do, there's really nothing you can do about it. Um, but it would be neat, you know, and she is a social media person. So she's obviously very active on Facebook. So maybe this could be a good thing for her where if this deal was struck, she could post her videos there monetized and actually be allowed to do so. That would be, uh, that'd be pretty awesome. Be really, yeah. That would, and, and God knows there's a lot of that kind of content on YouTube. There's a lot of fitness videos and, and stuff like that. So stuff like that, where you're really reliant on using commercial music might be very good. I mean, for people like you and me, this isn't really a, a problem, but no. uh, Unless you're trying to play something like Rock Band or or something like that, that is something that like like I wanted to play Rock Band on uh on my my streams and stuff, and it's great. But if I'm going to post anything like to YouTube, it means that I can't post that. Forget it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, forget it. <laughs> It'll be monetized in somebody else's name by the time it's done processing. Right. So let's go get pissed uh, yeah. off real quick. 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Apple, obviously. So Apple is uh, our least favorite company. They're one of my least favorite corporations, I think. And yeah, in in the nerd realm, they are my least favorite company. There are much more evil businesses as a whole. Oh yeah, like yeah. the banks and everything. Like you know, in this field, are... yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan. Like Bank of America. <laughs> anyway, uh. <laughs> uh, or Chase, who I who I bank through actually. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, so Apple, and uh, let me let me preface this by saying that there are, are states right now. That are pushing bills that will allow you to repair your own phones. Right now, imagine that. Yeah, you imagine that. Thing you can fix it if it breaks. Yeah, so <sighs> it, it's really hard to get replacement parts. That's this article that we put in below says. It says legitimate mm. replacement parts are nearly impossible to purchase. Many internal components are glued or use tamper-proof construction, and service manuals are rarely available. Nebraska and seven other states, I was wrong, it's eight states, are now considering a right-to-repair legislation to solve all three of these issues. Uh, yeah. And basically what it says, what, what it, they're trying to make it, make it is that you can purchase like the repair parts from apple or from a third party and repair your own phone so you don't have to you know order from china and and have it shipped over so and maybe have them be dodgy parts so apple has stated that apple and eight or i'm sorry a source has stated that apple and at&t will both testify against the nebraska bill which happens on march march 9th which is Mm -hmm. when does the when does the switch release March 3rd. March 3rd, okay. So about six days after the Switch releases. uh, Along their planned arguments are claims that customers who repair their own phones could cause lithium batteries to catch fire. That's your own risk, but okay. Yeah. Uh, Independent repair shops... I mean, I fix my own car, I could could light the gasoline on fire, potentially, but that's not Hyundai's problem. Right. (laughs) Independent repair shops around the nation form the Repair.org trade organization to help advance the right to repair legislation. As expected, the tech industry was heavily lobbied against it in their hopes to gain a monopoly on the repair of their devices. So this reminds me of a court battle that happened, I believe, in the 1990s between Mm. Jalico and Nintendo of America. And the I, so Jalico, if you don't know, were the people that uh, originally had the uh, Game Genie. Was and it then, Jalico? Yeah, maybe it was. I think ja- I think it was Jalico. Oh no, was- it was Comerica. Comerica, I think, was that company. Okay, but ja- Jalico but Jalico was like a Nintendo game developer. You're but right. Yeah, the you're Game right. Genie, I believe, was was made by Comerica, and it was unlicensed. But I think that both of them had it. I think I think Oh they they might have made their own okay, yeah. It was developed by Cold Codemasters and sold by Comerica and Galoob Toys. Galoob. Oh, I'm sorry, I not, heard in a long not time. Jalica. It was Galoob is yeah. the one I was thinking Galoob, of. Apologize. Yeah. And yeah, it was an unlicensed accessory and Nintendo said this could damage our hardware. <laughs> and the the courts were like, Yeah, and they bought the hardware, they can do whatever they want with it. This happened yep. uh, about a decade ago with GeoHot. George Hotz. Yes. Uh, took a what was it? it? He took he was the first person to he engineered the he was one of the original guys who jailbroke iPhones and right. he was the guy who reverse engineered the PS3 uh, so that you could put Linux back on it when they took that function out. Yeah, and he was uh, you know, he was taken to court by Apple 
to because no, by he, Sony. No, no, he was taken to court by Apple. Oh, for, was he? Because Sony went after him too. Yeah, yeah. So he was taken to court by Apple for their iPhones because of the jailbreak, and the courts decided oh, okay. that since you own the phone, it's your phone. You can do what you want. You can jailbreak it if you want. Yeah. You want so, to avoid my warranty. You want to refuse to support it if I try to fix it myself. That's perfectly fair. Right. That's understandable. But on the sure, other hand. But you want to tell me I can't do it? Then I don't own the phone anymore. Exactly. In which so, case, why the hell am I paying you so much for it? <laughs> yeah. Ex- yeah. So uh, and Sony took him to court as well. And and I believe he won both cases. Because the Sony one, he definitely, I think the Sony one, well, the Sony one was settled, but the Sony one was based because Sony didn't try to sue him. They tried to charge him with a crime, if I recall correctly. Right. Uh, and, and I think he had to settle for something saying he would agree to not con- like work on Sony devices anymore, et cetera, et cetera. And he didn't yeah. go to jail. And uh, with, with the Apple suit. He won that case, and they said that yeah, as, as he should have. Yeah, and they said you're able to jailbreak your phones if you want because you own the device. So the idea yep. that you can't repair your own device is f- fucking outrageous. It's this. It's I just can't stand. You know, we, the okay. I don't like the idea of what with digital goods. This whole concept of you know, even when you buy, say, a video game on a disc, the uh, the concept of you are not buying ownership of the product. You are buying a license to use it that we can revoke at any time. I don't like that. But in the case of digital content, I can understand it kind of sort of a little bit more. But the idea that I am paying you, and in the case of an iPhone, a hajillion dollars for to, for a physical product, if you're going to tell me that I don't own that product enough to do my own repairs on it, then you should charge a lot less for it. Because if I'm just renting it from you, I shouldn't cost a thousand dollars. Right. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I believe car companies either in the past have tried this or have proposed it as well. The, a similar idea of basically making it so that you can't, you know, you can't fix your own car. And I'm like, that's just, like it's it's patently absurd i mean it's it's uh yeah it's ridiculous and because all that does is ensure a monopoly it means that you have to go to them and you have to pay you know exorbitantly high prices for parts because you can only buy them from one place and it's yeah it's it's completely anti-consumer and like this bullshit that they're doing it under the guise of safety like like i said if i go to if my if i go to fix my hyundai elantra touring and I cut a gas line and set the gas on fire and blow myself up, that's not Hyundai's fault. That's my fault. Similarly, if I'm working with my iPhone and I puncture the lithium-ion battery and cause a huge fire and burn myself, that's my fault. Right, exactly. You know? Like, And that, that's, that's the thing. Like, It's not like the case of the Samsung phones that exploded. They exploded because of a, a design problem, and that was and should have been Samsung's responsibility. But if I take my OnePlus 3T and, you know, take a really sharp knife and stab it through it and puncture the battery, that's my, that's me being a moron. (laughs) Right. Uh, You know, and and I think part of it is that we, we want to be able to take our stuff apart to be able to repair it. And they also try to, and they, they mentioned in the article, they also try to make it so that you can't repair it. They they make the glass such that if you take it out, it'll crack. If, unless you or take it, it out. it breaks a seal so that it will never go back in properly. Yeah. Like, they, they make know. it, uh, with the iPhone 4s, uh, on the bottom, there were two screws that you could, you would take out. And when you took those screws out, they were 
such poor quality screws and they did this on purpose so that if you take the screws out those screws would then be uh stripped yeah i was gonna say they they basically stripped themselves because the threads were so were so flimsy that they would just come apart yeah so you had to get yeah. new and that that's that's yeah that's insane i mean um and, yeah, and i mean make... it's it's one of it's reason number seven hundred and twenty four thousand why i don't own any apple products but i mean i i it's it, it's nice to be able to hate on Apple for something else, but I mean, obviously, this is it's around certainly the not something any other number of companies would not be above. I could see, you know, a Sony or a Microsoft or a, you know, or a OnePlus or a or Samsung Google. or whoever choosing to do this, or Google or any other number of manufacturers. If one, all it takes is one company to get away with this for a whole bunch of the other ones to go. Sweet, now we can do it too. Yeah, because the idea is is that if you're able to repair your own phones, then you won't need to buy new ones. At least not as often. Yeah, so yeah. I have a uh, I have a Google Pixel, and I yeah. can't take out the battery. Unless I, yeah. you know, do My some... Nexus 5, I had to change the battery. Uh, my old Nexus 5 that I had before this phone, I changed the battery myself, but... Uh, and it wasn't that hard, but it also wasn't something I was meant to do either. Like I had to read guides on how to take it apart and how to disconnect the battery and all right. this other jazz. And yeah, like that phone still worked perfectly fine other than the fact that the battery was old enough that it wasn't holding a decent charge anymore, which was the only reason I changed it. If this legend, that's the thing that offends me the most is, you know, I don't know a single iPhone owner that gets more than two years before their battery is shot. Yeah, that's about and, how long it lasts. About two years. And they yeah, also on most and that's not even an iPhone problem. Like I got about two years out of my Nexus 5 battery as well. You know, it's pretty much this a lithium ion battery these days gets about two years. Right. And if you're telling me that a phone I paid a thousand dollars for that otherwise works fine, that I have to throw away after two years because the battery is shot because you won't let me repair it, you can eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> well, and uh, what was I going to say? The, the, oh, uh, about Apple. Apple will also make it. So have you noticed that? Because I used to have an iPhone. I had an iPhone mm -hmm. 4. Uh, I had an iPhone 3GS and then I had an iPhone 4. And mm -hmm. the reason I got the iPhone 3GS was because somebody had a... Uh, had a phone for sale for 40 bucks and I was like, okay, I'll take it. And it was a, still a decent phone at that sure. time. Uh, sure. And then somebody stole my 3GS. I know exactly who did it, uh, <laughs> but I know exactly who did it, but it was one of the things where I couldn't quote prove it. So, yep. I gotcha. uh, and so I went and I got it. The reason I got an iPhone four was because it was a hundred dollars and mm -hmm. I would rather buy that and be able to keep all my contacts. So yeah. anyway, they made it such with iPhones, not so much with Android, but with iPhones, they will upgrade you on your uh, your software to the point where that you are obsolete. So they will upgrade yep. to the point where it starts running like shit and yep. which basically forces your brain to go, oh, I need a new phone. That Even was though a big problem with the iPhone 4. I believe it was iOS Seven, seven. I think it yeah, seven made the phone unusably slow, and you can't downgrade it without jailbreaking. Yeah, and so yep. it was to the point where it's like, okay, I need to get a new phone, so I get a Moto G because I wasn't gonna upgrade. Because fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna get a new iPhone. Uh, Android it doesn't do that as much. 
Um, it, it does still happen. My my Nexus Five got definitely got slower with Android Six, but it wasn't near like it was still perfectly usable. Right. Uh, with the with iOS Seven on the the iPhone Five, like you could go through and you could disable a lot of the features that made it slow down, and I and I did that, which mm-hmm. really helped speed it up, but. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty technical guy. If you're, you know, a 60 year old lady who doesn't really know how to use phones, then no. you're going to have issues with that. So yeah, or you're going to go to, or you're going to try to bring it into one of the fucking geniuses at Apple, whose entire stick is going to be, well, you should upgrade. Exactly. Well, you know, the, this phone's kind of old; it's obsolete. You should get an iPhone five. So. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, and it's just I mean, it it, it really bothers me as well that to see this being spearheaded by the most successful tech company in the universe, you know, a company who for whom the right to repair will have no material impact. Apple has and continues to make so much fucking money that like they aren't some small, you know, startup company making, you know, trying to compete in the overcrowded Android marketplace and who's barely scraping by. They're fucking Apple. Yeah. It's like, you know, if, if you give what, what I mean, how many of the people I would say well under 5% of users even bother trying to repair their own iPhones. So like what substantive impact is this going to have on your financial fortunes? None. Right. It's not going to have much of anything. No, it's not going to hurt them in the slightest. And it, it, yeah, and, and the, the the fact is they're setting a precedent that, like I said, if, if if there are any other number of electronics manufacturers in the world who would love to see them do it so they can go, oh, well, Apple's doing it because then they can justify themselves doing it going, well, they got they got to do it. So it makes perfect sense for us. And uh-uh. if any of these eight states um, pass this law, though, where they're hoping that. Um, it'll start like a chain reaction. Basically say, you know, let's say Nebraska actually is able to get this right to repair law to go through. Then that will, so courts tend to look at other courts when, when they're, when they're making their decisions. So they'll say, so if Nebraska passes the law that says, you know, we have a right to repair law, we're able to repair our own iPhones. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, especially if all eight of these states do it, or or even over half of them do it, then Apple and other tech companies will look at this and just say, "Well, we're gonna have to just do it. We're we're gonna get shot down eventually. Like eventually, mm-hmm. we're all gonna we're they're gonna every state is gonna be right to repair. So we might as well just let it let it go for every single state." Yeah, and so I mean, you know, at at least one of the things I like about Android, which is the same thing I like about PC, is the fact that you have options. You know, if if one of the major companies, if say a Samsung, who is the dominant Android phone maker, comes out and says, you know, we do not want you to be able to repair your own phones anymore, and they lobby and get legislation like this passed. There's 50 other Android phone makers out there. There's OnePlus, there's Huawei, there's, you know, LG. There's all these other companies who can come out and say, well, we're not going to do that. You actually said Huawei you know, that, correctly. They can That's use that nice. as a competitive advantage. But, you know, same thing with PC makers. If Acer came out tomorrow and said you can't fix your own PC and Dell came out and said you can, well, then you have an option. But if you're, in, if you're invested in the Apple ecosystem, you have no option. You have iPhones, iPads, and Macs, and that's it. Right. You know, there, and, and that's the thing. It, that's what I like is that in the Android space, 
if OnePlus ever came out and decided to do something like that, I can say, well, fuck you, I'm going over here, and then right. I still get to keep all my shit. <laughs> yeah, because Android is is pretty universal between Androids. So. Yeah, it's an open. It's a you know, it's a it's a it's an open system that's not tied to one manufacturer. But I don't know. I I hope. I mean, the bottom line is, I hope they don't get away with it. And yeah, it's I I I haven't liked Apple for a long time, and this is just another reason for me to warn people off their stuff. But but Parallax, they could they could damage the battery and catch it on fire. And once again, I could catch my own <laughs> car on fire changing my oil, but it ain't it, you know I it, 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 yeah. Well, you know what? Ain't gonna try I, to sue Hyundai, and if they do, they won't win. <laughs> in Oregon, I couldn't catch my car on fire by pumping in gas because it's illegal because I can't pump my own gas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I can't remember. Also, it's we can pump our own gas here, but I can't remember the last time I ever heard of someone blowing themselves up at a gas pump in Canada. So weird. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it happens so often it's just not newsworthy. Who knows? That could be it too. <laughs> Like like uh, mass shootings in the United States. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for being here today. Where can we find you? We spoke about Beam earlier. You're you're uh, PX Abstraction on Beam, right? I am. I'm well, I'm PX Abstraction on YouTube, Beam, Twitch, and Hitbox, and friggin' Twitter, and a million other places uh the easiest so you can follow me on any of those streaming platforms i also set up a neat little redirection link the just called live.pxa.ca uh whenever i'm streaming it takes you to a page on on my geek bravado site that just has links to all that stuff as well uh which which makes it easy so um that way like i said i don't have to post four different links into a tweet when i'm trying to go live um so that's always handy. Um, so yeah, I've got that there. I have that Crime City video that went up on uh, YouTube. I'm probably going to record another retro flashback either tonight or tomorrow. Um, I've got three or four games. I'm debating which one to cover, but I'm going to do that. Um, I also have... Uh, I finally... I haven't done one since last August, but I finally have another episode of Behind the Games in the can. It's actually sitting unlisted on my channel right now. I'm waiting for the approval from the developer to put it live. Who's the developer? Um, can you it, tell us? Tell us the developer. I can. Oh, yeah, I can. I did an hour-long chat with a, a local. He's a local guy, actually, named Owen Deary, who is the uh, the guy who made Small Radio's Big Televisions, which is a game I covered on my channel last year. Oh, or yes. late, la late last year. Um, I really liked it, actually. A lot of people, the opinion on that game is kind of mixed, but I really liked it. Uh, he's a local guy, super, super nice guy, and uh, I chatted with him for an hour. Um, I'm just waiting for, he's really busy right now, so I, I, I always give the people I interview a chance to watch the video first, because sometimes we discuss business things and they realize after the fact, oops, I wasn't allowed to talk about that. And you have to um, edit it out. Yeah, so I've never had to, but I know that can happen. So he, I'm waiting for him to give me the okay to flip it live. Um, but And I actually may be doing another one of those soon. I got an email pitch a while ago from a developer who's running a Kickstarter right now um, for a, a new game. And it's a bunch of ex-AAA veterans. Um, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a, it was a, they're running a Kickstarter right now for a game called A New The Distant Light. Um and they, they just emailed me about it, and they were like, hey, do you want to get on our list for press coverage? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And I said, by the way, I do this interview thing. And uh, they, are actually, they said they're actually willing to talk to me uh, even while their Kickstarter is running. That's nice. Um, 
mostly about where they came from in the industry and stuff like that and a little bit about what the game is about I, all they have is a trailer right now so i couldn't show much of it but uh I might be talking, I'm, I might see if I can get something set up with them soon. I'm really trying to get that series back in gear again, because it's a lot of work, but I love doing it. Um, well, and that would be nice so, for um, getting something that's getting kickstarted, especially if it gets, you know, to the point where it actually gets funded. Uh, exactly. I, I actually meant to check. I haven't checked it recently. They it, When they started it, they were on track to do... Oh yeah, they're asking for only thirty grand. They're at thirteen five, and they have twenty eight days left, so they're okay. on track to get funded, okay. uh, which is cool. But the trailer for the game looks really neat. It, the concept of it looks cool, and yeah, there are guys who worked on Bioshock, Borderlands, and various Star Wars AAA games. So, they're, so they're, it's a bunch of AAA vets who are doing this. So they know how to make games. Yeah, they know how saying. to make games, and I, I I think it would just be cool to talk to them about because I I've talked to guys who. Uh, I've talked to several different indie devs, but most of them are people who are either starting out as indie devs or always have been. Like being able to talk to some guys who worked in AAA about that that side of the experience, I think would be really cool. So yeah, uh, and the differences yeah. between the two. Well, the t between the two and how that sort of influenced their path into indie game development when they, you know, they came from that and had all that experience rather than like Owen Deary, the guy from Small Radio's Big Televisions. He's very interesting. He He's quite a bit younger than me. He graduated college, got a job at a local game developer that we had here in Ottawa, worked there for six months, and then the developer went under um, and then he just decided, well, then I'm just going to do this myself. And he got thrust into making indie games almost immediately. Um, so he never really worked in the sort of wider industry, whereas these guys did. So I think yeah. it might be a, a cool other perspective. So I'm going to, anyway, long story short, I'm going to try to get them on soon. And yeah, I'm going to nudge Owen tonight and see if he's had a chance to watch that video. And I'll, I'll probably put that one up soon too. It was, uh, it was a pretty cool chat. And, uh, I've done a much better job with editing that one than the previous ones. I actually did uh, camera switching and all this other stuff. So Ooh. it looks a little more professional than the other ones. Yeah, I learned how to do camera switching in Vegas, which I'm very proud of. <laughs> oh, that's good. So, yeah, I'm starting to learn things, which is kind of why I do this. So, hey. Yeah, that's good. Um, yep. So we found out where we can find you. We can find me, Nathan Reed Spruth, at Reeton Everywhere. So I'm Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on YouTube, Reeton on Twitch, Reeton on Beam. Uh, what am I missing? Oh, I'm missing that we actually have, despite all of our Apple bashing, uh, follow us on iTunes, uh, the Reeton Podcast, and you we can may subscribe. hate Apple, but maybe you don't, and if yeah. you, you don't hate us yet, then uh, hey. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> and even if you have Windows, I know people who use Windows that have iTunes, so I mean, yeah. uh, you can go to iTunes, go to search for Reeton Podcast in the podcast podcast section uh press the subscribe button you'll be able to listen to us every single sunday that we put up a a new podcast you can also go if you can find them the google play uh podcast section uh it's oh, Im yeah. it's nearly impossible but if you look up written podcast in the google play section uh you'll be able to find us maybe eventually also if you go to my youtube uh youtube.com forward slash either Reeton or Reeton Abdul. I'm sorry, uh, Reeton or Nathan Spruth. Uh, if you go there, follow me, press the subscribe button, and we put our pad I, uh, about three or four hours after the podcast is up on 
iTunes and Google. It'll also be up on YouTube because I've got to render the video and get that out. So Also, if you are, I will say this. If you are an Android user who can't stand Google Play Podcasts, uh, I, the podcast app I like is called Beyond Pod. And if you search for Reeton in their podcast directory, it does come up. Nice. So beyond so, pod? I don't know where they pull I don't know where they pull their feeds from, but yeah, you can find just about anything there. And they're they're really good and they have a free version of it. It's a way better way to listen to podcasts on Android than uh, the Google Play Store. Yeah, so press the follow button there. Uh wherever yep. wherever you can. Uh the podcast will always be up a few hours later on YouTube, but uh you get a nice little visual representation of our voices and everything. There's there's no video of us, but yeah. You can listen to it at work or something because a lot of works actually mm-hmm. do not block YouTube for some reason. Nope. So, nope. They block spot like at my work they block Spotify and stuff, but they do not block YouTube. Only websites that we block at my work are porn and Facebook. <laughs> well, both of which nope. uh, are bad. They yeah. don't block anything else, which is nice. <laughs> my my uh my work blocks Spotify, uh, basically any music streaming. Uh, okay. Netflix, like any any video streaming thing. We don't uh, even blog Netflix at my work somehow. I don't know why that is, but I can bring Netflix up on my workstation if I want. Nobody uh, does, but you yeah. can. <laughs> uh, I may or may not be- watch wrestling at work sometimes. <laughs> so, because uh, uh, WWE Network is not blocked. Uh, dating That's websites amazing. dating websites used to not be blocked. They are blocked now. Um, ha! And I and I don't think I don't think they meant to do that, because no, it's probably based on category. They probably yeah. went to block something else that that fell into. Well, yeah. So Brian, my uh, my supervisor, our manager, he actually broke the internet, and he Oops. was trying he was trying to do it so that on the firewall one person could have access to Facebook. So <laughs> that making firewall rules that complicated never goes well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it just broke the internet. Like you couldn't get anywhere. Uh Oops. and so he had to reset a lot of stuff and I think at that point um he like reset all like he had to reset the firewall rules and then redo a lot of the rules like from a backup and it didn't oh, yeah, I'm sure he did. And it it didn't bring back the uh the dating websites being unblocked thing which I was like yeah, now I have to now I have to remote into my computer at home to message this girl on on, on Yeah, okay now Cupid. I have to v- now I have to VNC <laughs> to find a date. God. Exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, um yeah, follow us on all the all the places. Uh, also mm-hmm. the link, there's links below if you want to click on those and, uh, follow me on Twitch and YouTube and all that. So thank you for being cool. here. Parallax abstraction, even though you're about 45 minutes late, my pleasure. Uh, how's your ankle feeling? Uh, better Advil helps. Good, good. <laughs> and I will hopefully see you next week. Indeedy. All right. Thanks for being here. Bye. Bye.